Hello, and welcome to Starseed Transmissions. My name is Michaela, and I'm your host. I have created this podcast to be a place for messages channeled with the intention to raise awareness and heal the collective through radical mindset shifts. If you have been drawn to this space, congratulations. You are operating from a higher level of consciousness. You are a wisdom keeper and an expander. I know that you have infinite avenues to invest your energy. So I first want to express gratitude for you choosing to invest it here with me today. Let's take a deep breath together. And tap in to receive the transmission. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Starseed Transmissions podcast. Um, My name is Michaela. I am your host. If you are new here, thank you so much for joining me in this space. Thank you for choosing the path of conscious living and conscious expansion. Um, If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for meeting me back here. Um, Today's episode is something that is very alive and present within me during this time. So I'm just really feeling called to speak to the collective on this topic. We're going to be talking about healing from past relationships. And I keep being (laughs) reminded that we're discussing healing from past relationships, but also taking responsibility for our role in past relationships and the trauma that came along with them, honestly. Um, This may be the first episode that you see um, recorded on video (laughs) Um, on YouTube, as well as this audio file. So hopefully that works out. Hopefully you'll maybe be able to see my face. Um, Yeah, so it has just most recently been a full moon on May 15th, 16th, depending on where you are. Um, it was a full moon, moon in Scorpio and also a lunar eclipse. So I don't believe fully in giving all of your power to, um, what is happening astrologically and letting that determine how you feel and the way that you act and things like that. But I do view astrology as a tool, um, for expansion and growth. So eclipses in particular, are going to be catalyst, change makers, full moons, bringing up lots of emotions, lots of energy around um, like specific areas in your life. So I have, with that being said, I have just absolutely been through within the last like 48, 72 hours, um, just moving through a lot of emotions. And I mean, just like so deeply, so ugly that like, it's bedtime. My partner's asleep. I cannot go to sleep. I'm laying in the hammock outside, just crying my eyes out, just bawling and in grief and just like hopelessness. Um, just like not knowing what I'm doing, what my next move is, how to heal what I feel. Um, 
And the beautiful thing about these eclipses and intentionally bringing focus to your pain and trauma is like, they really, if you bring your conscious awareness to your feelings, to your emotions, what you're moving through, um, the energy present on earth is able to kind of like activate within you a higher level of consciousness to begin to move through these issues. So today, yeah, we're talking about healing from past relationships because um, we're also in Mercury retrograde now till I think like beginning of June, maybe June 10th. Um, and Mercury retrograde gets a really bad rap, but it's also an opportunity. I like to view it as an opportunity to um, kind of like analyze your past, view past emotions, feelings, like energies that are coming up from things that you maybe have experienced. Um, and it's coming to the surface to process and release and maybe set new belief systems and set new patterns for yourself and releasing things that no longer serve you. So I'm going to be talking about two separate relationships today, two separate relationships that, um, have just like, caused a lot of trauma in my life. Um, and I'm going to speak on my role in creating this trauma because I personally believe that no one is truly a victim and our souls, before we come to earth, we make contracts with God of, you know, the lessons we want to learn and the things that we want to experience. And sometimes that makes a contract of like me losing my partner to suicide four years ago. Um, I just believe wholly, fully, completely that that is a path that I chose as an experience that I chose because it has expanded me in ways that I never would have if I didn't experience that. So we're going to talk about two separate relationships and I'm speaking on romantic relationships here, but I want you to keep in mind that relationships are like connections with other souls, other individuals. So it could be, um, family relationships. It could be platonic friendships, relationships. It could be, um, just like coworker experiences, the trauma that you've held onto and also, you know, romantic relationships. Those are like deeper relationships that we have consciously chosen. So I think where I want to begin is I've had a lot of stuff coming up recently about, um, my loss, losing Brady. So losing Brady four years ago, um, I had a lot of things come up because I went on a two day trip with my family. Um, we literally just popped up to Georgia aquarium. Um, my dad and sister went to a baseball game. We took my niece to the aquarium. It was so fun. Um, but I had a lot of emotions coming up about leaving my partner um, Austin's working, he's stayed behind. Um, and I just went with my family on this trip. And for those of you that have not, um, listened to the first few podcast episodes, I think I touched on this in, um, just exploring my grief and, and I think just kind of like explaining who I am and how I got here. Um, but I lost my boyfriend, Brady. Um, we had just bought a house together, um, lived together for, a month, maybe two. And then I went on vacation with my family and I was coming home from vacation that day, an eight hour trip from Florida. Um, I think we were still like five hours away and I got a phone call that Brady had committed suicide. So I'm on the way home and I'm getting like, um, texts from his coworker, like Brady's not at work today. Um, I hadn't heard from Brady and I knew it was unlike him to nap in the middle of the day. 
Um, I text his sister. She goes and checks on him. And yeah, that's what we find. That's the news that I get. I have to ride five hours home in a car with my family. Bless their hearts. Um, Bless their hearts. Um, After knowing that and on top of like their own grief, because um, Brady was also like a member of our family as well. Like he was my life partner. So they were, had close relationships with him as well. Um, So just ever since then, um, and I didn't, so obviously we skipped vacation the next year because um, bummer, right? Um, Yeah, we didn't do a family vacation the next year. And like ever since then, um, yeah, just if I was in a relationship, like, well, my, one of the years, um, my partner at the time, he went on vacation with us. He came with us. So, but even then I experienced, I remember experiencing a lot of like pain and trauma coming up because like, oh, well now I'm on vacation with my new boyfriend. And the last time we went on vacation, um, I lost the love of my life and now I'm here happy and experiencing joy and fun, um, with an amazing man that I know that loves me. And that was, um, that was tough. So I'm, I've had a lot of things coming up and I've done my best to like stay present and like move through those. Um, but yeah, just being gone those two days in Georgia, like leaving that night. So we were gone literally 48 hours. Um, we left at like 7 PM on a Tuesday, came back Thursday during the day where we got there like that evening. And yeah, just like leaving Austin, um, on top of the fact that I'm pregnant, <laughs> I'm pregnant. I'm tired. We left at 7 PM and drove four hours, stopped halfway and then drove like the rest of the three hours. Um, but so I was tired. I'm pregnant. I'm emotional. Um, and I'm pretty much just like silently crying the whole drive because like, just like being away from Austin, like physically hurt me. Um, and I just experienced like so much anxiety. Like I had to continually like calm myself down. Like Michaela, it's fine. Like you're going to be okay. You're safe. Like you will be back home. Everything is fine. Um, but it just really showed to me that healing and especially like healing from traumatic loss in that way, um, healing from past relationships, it is an ongoing process. Um, I remember just being like so frustrated at the fact that I was upset about leaving Austin. I'm like, bro, we're still doing this. It's been four years almost. And like, we're still dealing with this. I'm still in this place where like, I can't even go away for two days without being afraid that I'm going to come back and my partner's not going to be there, that my life is going to be flipped upside down and my whole world's going to fall apart when I get back. Just like that, just a snap. Okay. And so that showed me, okay, we don't ignore we don't suppress. That showed me that there are still areas within myself that, um, required healing. Um, on top of the fact, um, I've just been feeling a lot of, um, like self-loathing. I've recognized patterns in my life that are a hundred percent self-sabotage. And these are patterns that I've had in my life for years now. Um, And really ever since like my relationship with Brady and then like after losing him and just like adopting these patterns that are a form of self-sabotage and also like just self-loathing, like feeling this self-loathing. And I'm like, where is this 
self-loathing coming from? Because I mean, you guys hear me speak on this podcast and these are things that I know like ring true for me of like your ability to expand, your ability to, um, your gifts, your talents, um, your God-given magic, your multidimensional nature. These are things that I know. These are things that are true to me. But I was recognizing that like that pain, that loss, it had mem- I had memory stored in my body from this experience. So trauma, pain, memory are, I feel like our bodies, our cells are like a computer program. They're like, they're, they're, our cells like hold memory, they hold information. So I feel like I have information in my cells regarding that loss, regarding that trauma that is affecting the way that I act now, that is affecting the way that I feel now, the way that I show up now. So that is experiencing like so much grief, anxiety when leaving Austin for two days, that is participating in um, self-sabotage and patterns that really do not serve me in my highest good and expansion and my role here on this planet and where I want to go, where I see my future, where I know my future is headed. I'm not living in alignment with that. And recognizing the fact that I'm not living in alignment with that brought up even more self-loathing because, you know, I look around and, and my business is not um, it's not, I'm not creating to the capacity that I'd like within my business. Um, and I'm not, I'm thinking that I'm not seeing the growth that I quote unquote should be seeing, but it's literally from a lack of activity, a lack of showing up. Um, not anybody else's fault, but my own, I take responsibility. I'm a conscious individual. I can like view and analyze situations and know that like, I'm not a victim. These are all, um, Everything that I'm experiencing is an experience that I chose, something that I created. Um, So I've dealt with that. And I am talking through my experience now. So I'm hoping to be a mirror for you. So I'm explaining um, what I'm moving through, um, why I feel like I'm moving through that, And then now, like, what am I doing to process change, create new patterns? And we're going to be touching on our our self-responsibility at the end. Um, So just keep in mind, like, these relationships, these situations, they could be different from yours. They could be altered from yours. But I feel like that these feelings, these emotions, um, there's something in here that could possibly serve you. Um, Apply it to your relationships, your, your exchanges. Okay. So I feel I'm sitting here and I'm like, this self-sabotage is not me. Like the way that I'm showing up is not true to my soul. I know that my soul is in alignment with a different path. And so I'm acting in ways that are not in my soul's true alignment. Why? And why is this here? Where did it come from? How can I go back to where I adopted this story, adopted this belief and release it. Okay. So I recognize that my self-sabotage, my self-loathing is something that I have been carrying for years now, four years now. Um, and like very much like intimately with myself, not outwardly. Like I don't let it affect any, anybody else. Um, very much like me to me, like it's me 
like I was talking to my friend about this. Um, like right now, like me moving through this pain and trauma, like it's me versus me, man. Like that's what I'm moving through. So I've just come to realize like this self-loathing, um, this self-sabotage is stemming from like after losing Brady, just sitting there and being like, oh my gosh, how could I not know? Um that my partner was in a space where like, just like that he could commit suicide. And like, I mean, really nobody, like, I just could not believe that I could be so um, like ignorant, I guess, to the situation to the, like, I had absolutely no, like this was completely out of my realm of like, this could ever happen. No way. Um, So there was a lot of like self-loathing around a lot of guilt and a lot of self-loathing because I remember I went back to that time, like emotionally, like I went back to that time, like in my mind's eye, like in my heart, the way that I felt, what I experienced. And I'm like, I remember thinking like, that's my partner. Like, that's my person. Like we are supportive of each other. Like we're supposed to take care of each other. Like, how could I not know that this was going on? Like, how could I, how could I let this happen? I remember thinking this, like, how could I let this happen? Like we live together. Like, yes, you know, like there's his mom and his best friend and his sister and they're just confused, but like they live, they're not in as close proximity as I am to Brady, like day in and day out. Like, how could I not know? Like they show up in his life, they're they're loving, they're consistent, but like, bro, I lived with him. How could I not know? And then like also exploring the level of like, and this goes back to the self-responsibility, okay? Um, and we're going to circle back around here. But I was like, how could I do this to myself? And I remember thinking that then, but I'm not at the level of consciousness that I am now. So then I was like, how could I do this to myself? I mean, I chose a relationship with, I think Brady was like two or three years younger than me. So like a kid that was younger than me. um, Yeah, he was like, I just, okay, this is going to sound very um, tough, but this is the spot that I'm in. Like, you know, when you're, if you're here, then you most likely experience like trauma, heartbreak, grief, like uh, things come out of you that are like ugly, that are not, that are tough. Okay. I don't even know the right word to describe this. And Brady, I Brady's a hundred percent okay with me being raw, open, vulnerable about this. Okay. But I remember sitting there and thinking like, I chose a relationship with, when me and Brady got together, he had no license. Um, he had dropped out of high school. Um, and he had just smoked a lot of pot, like (laughs) smoked a lot of marijuana. So like, but And that was so out of my realm of like choosing a partner. Like I would just like, I can't me and Brady just like immediately connected. And it was a hundred percent a soulmate connection because look what happened. Look where I got, like, look how I look where I ended up. Like, I know that I was a soul connection. I know that was meant for me. Um, But yeah, like I remember sitting there and being like, what did you think was going to happen? Michaela, like you, you, like, what did you think was going to happen when, you chose quote unquote, like somebody like that. And that was a shadow. Like that was that self-loathing coming up of like, how could you get yourself in this position? Like, how could you do this to yourself? Um, 
to experience this much pain and this much grief. And I even experienced this on like another level, like a couple years later, because I'm at a higher level of consciousness. I know that I chose all my paths, all my traumas, all my pain. So I'm like, even mad at like my higher self, like, bro, like, why you do that? Like, why did you choose that this lifetime? Like, cause I'm still messed up about it. Like, why would you do that? Um, so yeah, it was just, and the reason I'm saying this is because you will always be a victim and be in pain and suffer if you identify as a victim. Okay. Um, or you can choose like the understanding that like all of your thoughts, all of your actions, all of your belief systems create your reality. You create your reality. The world is not happening to you. You are a co-creator and you are either doing this consciously or unconsciously. And so before losing Brady, you know, I am, I am working with a business coach because I am believing at this time that like, I want to own a plant nursery. I just had an expanded vision for my life. So like, I want to own a plant nursery and I'm going to start doing this. I'm like so obsessed with this. And like Brady is like so supportive of it. And, um, I am into spirituality, but just like dipping my feet into like a more expansive, like knowing experience. And then like, I just remember like literally stopping at the mall on the way home from vacation. And I bought a hat at PacSun that said, be happy. And I took a picture in it and I was just so effing happy. And I'm like posting on Instagram, I'm like, bro, just be happy. Like life is great. This is amazing. And then yeah, like five hours later, three hours later, whatever. I'm like my whole world falls apart. Um, but we're taking responsibility here because like, I know that I chose that experience. Like I, my truest self has a bigger vision for my life, um, to be an entrepreneur, to build wealth in a sustainable way for me and my family. Um, to make a contribution to this world, to um, travel and experience life and to wander and be creative. And I was choosing a life at that time that was not in alignment with that. So it was, I was experiencing a whole bunch of like, I have been experiencing a whole bunch of like self-loathing and just because I, I choked, made all these decisions to experience this trauma because I was so out of alignment. It wasn't Brady's fault for killing himself that I was effed up for so long that I experienced this pain, that I experienced this trauma. Like that is a very three-dimensional way to look at it is it's Brady's fault because if he wouldn't have killed himself, then I wouldn't have been in this much pain and I wouldn't have had to deal with all this and this, that, and the third. But no, my truest self, my soul, uh, as soon as I, I remember as soon as I graduated high school, I went to Europe for three weeks and traveled around Europe for three weeks. Loved it. Like loved traveling was like, this is the most amazing thing ever. Um, was in high school, taking college classes, thinking none of this shit is for me. Like, I don't want to do any of this. Like, I'm just going to do this to get a paycheck because like, 
that's a good job. And like, you're supposed to go to school and get a good job. And like, that's what I'm going to do. Um, I was working two jobs, one of them being in the pharmacy waiting with well, one waiting tables just so I could buy the house by the time I'm 21, because I'm like, I want to buy a house time 21. And that was just something that I just assumed that I guess I was supposed to do like, like acquiring security in that way. I was living based on like societal programming versus what's true to my soul. And that is why my soul chose the experience of like pain, trauma, heartbreak of like my whole world falling apart because I was not living in alignment with my soul. So it's not Brady's fault (laughs) that I experienced that. Like that was his path, his mission in this lifetime, something that he chose. Um, And me being his partner in life, choosing to be his partner in life, like I was unconsciously aware. I'm unconscious of this at the time, but like I chose to be a part of him and his life mission and what he was choosing for his experience. And like, that's what came along with it. So we're taking radical responsibility here. And that is just one way that I have been shown recently Um, I've been given the opportunity to heal from past relationships, to peel from past heartbreak. And it's really been, um, very freeing for me because like that dark night that I told you about where I'm like sitting in the hammock, just crying my eyes out, just grieving, hopeless, all this, like I allowed myself to go to the depths, the depths. I mean, and sit in that space. And then I woke up the next day and I think I was still a little bit in that space. Maybe the next day (laughs) I was like, I don't want to feel that way anymore. Like that hurts so bad to feel that way, to experience that, to explore that. Like, I don't want to feel that way anymore. And I released it. Like I am in the process of releasing it. I feel like I am unraveling new layers every single day and every moment. Um, I I'm I feel free. Like I feel free. I feel excited. I feel like I have just like healed another layer. Um, and I know I'm not even gonna act like I'm. I can't, I'm not even going to be naive enough to say that like I am done with this healing from losing Brady. Um, but like, yeah, I just freaking did it, bro. Like I just healed another layer. I just, um, I just, yeah, I just peeled back another onion layer so I can be like the truest form of myself, like get down to the core of me, the root of me. Um, Yeah. And I was going to talk on another relationship, but I think I'm going to leave that to the side because, um, okay. It's calling for my attention. This is calling for my attention. So this was a very brief exchange in my life, like a month, a month and a half, like a very, very brief exchange. Um, and it started with a man and just complete dishonesty So yeah, we meet on a dating app and he, his bio says single dad. 
Um, we go on one date. We we eat at Texas Roadhouse. We meet at Texas Roadhouse. Um, we're eating there. My best friend is a bartender, and we're eating at the bar. And then me and my best friend are going out to the bar that night. So I'm like, oh, why don't you come with us? And yeah, it was just one of those connections, like one of those like soulmate connections, one of those like twin flame connections where like, it was like, yeah, sure, I'll go. And like, we just had so much fun together. And it was like, every time that we were interacting, every time we were connecting, it felt like so fun, so free, so honest, so like genuine. Um, and at this time, like I'm still like healing from losing Brady. Like I'm still kind of like completely like doing my own thing and and feeling like I'm totally fine with that. I'm just kind of like exploring the waters, you know, meeting people, exploring different people. Um, and then, yeah, we saw each other for like a month. We saw each other, well, probably not even a month, honestly. It was very, very a brief exchange. It was a very brief exchange. So I'm thinking like, oh, wow, this is so new. This is so exciting. I don't even care where it goes. Like, I don't care if anything comes out of this. Like, I just love experiencing like every minute, like with this person, like every experience with this person. Like, yeah, I was like, wherever you're going, I'm going, I'm cool with that. Like, let's just like experience each other. And then, yeah, just randomly in the middle of my work day one day, um, yeah, his wife texts me and or calls me like a million times um coming to me like a woman you know so i immediately say like oh okay um i was completely misinformed i've obviously gotten myself into a situation that i have no business being in so i'm gonna bow out of that (laughs) like i'm just gonna completely um withdraw myself from the situation and I really was not able to do that because this woman was like a very hurt for good reason, for good reason. You could tell there was so much going on um, at home and like behind the scenes within their relationship that um, there was so much there to unpack that I had no idea about, that I literally wanted no part of. Um, And she just began acting very like viciously, very ugly, like very like out of her pain pattern of course, like for, I mean, it's based on like genuine pain, like genuine, like feelings of resentment, but it was like two o'clock in the morning, like three o'clock in the morning, like four o'clock in the morning, like calls, texts, just like insanity, um, just like nonstop to me. And I'm like, I just can never get out of this situation. It was so deep. I ended up having to like get a restraining order (laughs) against this woman because he's messaging me saying like, oh, well now she knows what car you drive. And she's like asking where, like what color your house is. And so this situation became very, very like intense. Um, And it was very traumatic for me. It was very painful because like, while all this is going on, he's like, this is everything she's telling you is false. Um, We are not together. And like just complete, just misinformation, just complete, just like dishonesty. Um, And it did take me like, I want to say this whole thing wrapped up in like three weeks, honestly, Uh, maybe four if we're counting like, you know, the court, the court case or whatever. Um, But like, 
it was very like, and I 100% played my part in this, okay? But I'm feeling called to speak on this because like, this is a past relationship that has recently come back into my field for attention and healing. Because this was, shoot, I don't even know now. Um, Two years ago. Actually, I do know exactly. It was two years ago. So, (laughs) yeah, it was just a very, like, volatile, like, traumatic, just, like, toxic situation. It was, like, you know, everything she's telling you is wrong. Like, it's, like, he wanted to cling to, like, both sides. Um, But, like, bless his heart, like, he was experiencing trauma. He was experiencing heartbreak, too. He was experiencing hopelessness. Like, he was experiencing, like just like not knowing what to do. Like, I'm sure, um, I mean, I don't know exactly like how he felt about like our exchanges and our like interactions, because like I said, he just spoke from like such dishonesty, like literally all the time that like, bruh, (laughs) I mean, who freaking knows? Um, But, and then when I wrapped that up, bro, like when I finally got out of that, like, Cause I would like literally block her number and she would just like make new phone numbers. Like, you know, those apps where you can like text people from different phone numbers. Like it would just be like never ending. Like, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I will ne-. like to the point where like I hadn't seen this guy in like weeks. And it's like, she's still messaging me. And I'm like, bro, like, I feel like this is crazy. Like this is, this is insane. Um, and so once I finally like wrap that up, like restraining order, everything's kind of calming down. I just kind of like pushed it out. I was just like, whoa, okay. Whew, I'm going to wipe my hands with that. Be done. Don't ever want to think about it. Don't ever want to feel it again. Um, and then of course, you know, like randomly, like a month or four months or just randomly, like so long afterwards, it was just like a crazy, like 10 page text in the middle of the night. And I'm like, wow, this woman is like really hurting. Like here we are like months later, I've had no interactions with like her husband. And like, I'm just getting these like, I guess she's like, I'm in so much pain. I'm just going to vent. I'm going to get this out. And just like randomly made a fake Facebook. She made a fake Facebook with like photos of me and Brady, which she knows is like the partner that I lost, you know? So it was just like very, very like traumatic for me. It was very, very like so, so painful. Like, but I just wrapped it all up. I was just like, okay, phew, that's out of my life. And I'm done with that. But I'm being called to speak on it because like, well, most recently, yeah, it's been two years. And then all of a sudden he just like pops into my DMs. Yeah, like I'm almost six months pregnant at this point. Wait, 26 weeks. So what is that? Yeah, I'm six months pregnant at this point. And yeah, this mf just, I mean, I don't know, guess just thought about me, decided to check in on my Instagram. I mean, see what's what I'm doing, what's going on. Um and just so still so like toxic still so like dishonest with his thoughts feelings emotions that he literally just messaged me saying oh my gosh you're pregnant congratulations blah 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 you know and i'm like what the heck so i'm just like thanks yeah super exciting thanks and then goes into like another like, so are you super excited? Like, are you, are you happy? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, did you not check my feed? 
Have you not looked at my posts? Like, of course I'm over the freaking moon. Like, of course I love, I'm excited about this. Of course I love every second of this. Um, do you really think this conversation is appropriate? You know? Um, and they were just like, it's like, he was just like coming at me from all angles. Like, um, I post articles on medium and he like subscribed to get all of the articles that I post emailed to him. What? (laughs) And then like, it's just, and then like, I just haven't checked this one email in like forever. And I look at this email that's like connected to LinkedIn, which I made when I was like in high school because I had to as a part of a school assignment. So it literally says that I'm like a takeout server at Outback Steakhouse because that's what I was doing when I was 16, you know? And yeah, it's like so-and-so wants to connect with you on LinkedIn. And I'm sure it was just like an automated thing or whatever, but I'm just like, bro, literally from all angles, this MFR is like trying to like come back into my field. Um, And like, I, there was a part of me that like, even just me responding, like, yep, super exciting. Thanks. I literally should have blocked him immediately. But I was like, I don't want him to think that I got beef with him. Like, I don't want him to think that I got problems. So I'm gonna exchange energy by sending him a message. Really, Michaela? (laughs) And so, yeah, as soon as I got that message back that was like, oh, so you're excited, blah, blah, blah. I just like immediately blocked him. And that was like the end of that. But like, if you want to, I'm, 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 I'm speaking on this. Um, I, because if you want to expand, if you want to go to the next level, if you want to experience something more in your life, if you want to be, do something different. And if you're here, you, if you are here, you have bigger goals, bigger dreams, bigger visions. Like you are looking to expand, like you're looking to, um, just get the most out of your life. You have a dream, you have a goal, you have a vision. Um, you have a bigger picture in mind. If you are looking to do that, it is going to require you to free up space within your body, within your energetic system to download new information based on your new experiences. Like it's going to cause you to, it's going to require you to clear out any old information, old memory in your heart. Okay. In your womb space, whether you're male or female, like in your sacral, in your root connected to like your safety, your fear. Yeah. If you want to experience something different, we're going to have to take a look at our past relationships and heal the trauma that came along with them in order to step into something new, because I can tell now, um, yeah, eclipses just really activate new levels of energy, like new, awareness, like consciousness to expand the next six months of your life. So in, in all in different areas. Okay. Um, so all these things are happening. So me, um, going away for two days, just missing Austin terribly. Um, this, the random guy just coming out of the freaking woodworks to require more of my energy and attention. Like, I am going to the next level. I am in 14 weeks. I'm going to be 
a mother, you know, like I'm transitioning from maiden to mother. I am building a business and like sustainable services and e-learning projects for the collective to expand their level of consciousness, to heal their relationship with God, to expand their own life. I'm expanding my life to be a mirror for everyone around me. Um, and I feel like on an energetic level, like his soul was just like, wow, when she goes to this next level, I mean, like, there ain't no way I'm getting an energy exchange out of her, <laughs> you know, when I'm a multiple six-figure earner and I'm a, um, you know, like entre entrepreneur with like multiple online programs and courses and clients that I work one-on-one -on -one with that literally pay me for the sacred energy exchange of like my wisdom, my heart, my ability to channel and connect with God. Like you ain't getting nothing out of me for free. And especially not someone that's so toxic, so dishonest with himself and his pain and his emotions and his feelings ain't happening. Like it, it's just not happening. So I feel like his soul on that energetic level was reaching out for that reason, because it's like knew that I was stepping into a new level, stepping into a new um, realm of being. So, and this did happen too. It was like not long after I'd completely cut things off with this guy, like blocked both of them, just weird, toxic, just like craziness. Um, and I had gotten a energy healing with Haley Cole. So she was um, also my spiritual um, mentor and healing coach. Um, but she was telling me that like, she found like a man's energy in my sacral and it was just like lingering around. And she was like, yeah. So I just like kicked him out. Like I just kicked his energy out, cleared it out, like cut the cord, all this kind of stuff. And I kid you not, like it had been a long time since I heard from him. As soon as I had this healing, she tells me, and I'm like, I knew it immediately when she told me, I was like, oh yeah, that's, you know, said his name. I was like, I know exactly who that is that's in there. Um, because yeah, when you have a sacred energy exchange sex with anybody, um, and you don't even have to have like the physical form, but like, you know, SEX, like a sacred energy exchange, like they're like, you were exchanging energy with that person. So that was still very much like alive and inside of me. And so, yeah, she cleared that out. And I kid you not the next day I get a message from him. And of course this is completely unconscious to him. Like he's completely unaware of this because yeah, he's just not conscious or aware of his own, you know, thoughts, belief systems, patterns, energy, whatever. But it was, yeah, I was clearing him out. I was releasing that. And then he attempted to reach back out and I cut it off like immediately, like just mm -mm. because I know the laws of energetics. Like I know that how that works and I didn't allow that. But I hope that this episode served you today because I hope it gives you a sense of empowerment. Like I hope it gives you um, a outlook on like a, a good handle on your healing. I hope that you can look back on the grief and the pain and the trauma that you've experienced and then be able to look at it from this conscious awareness that we've been building for how long now? I mean, how many episodes do we have? Like almost 30 episodes now, probably. I think it's like, this may be like 27 or 28. And I know that there are so many of you that have like started at the beginning and are like working your way down. Like 
I hope that you're able to look at your experiences and the pain and the trauma that you've that you felt in your body and bring like your conscious awareness to it and understanding and love and compassion and yeah, begin taking like tangible action steps to release these belief systems, these feelings, these like emotions that are coming up. Um, I did a lot of crying, some screaming, some, um, I'll be going deeper into some journaling today of like, I release this specifically, like this no longer serves me and like rewriting my patterns, like literally pen to paper, just like writing new belief systems and patterns for myself that are more serving and more, um, expansive and, and now that I've spent so much time in the depths <laughs> the past few days, like I'm just going to sit in gratitude. Like, I'm going to be so thankful for all the beautiful things going on in my life. And like, thank you, God, for my transformation and healing. Thank you, God, for like giving me the opportunity to look at my pain and experience this pain and then like analyze it and grow from that space. Um, yeah. So that's where I'm at. And I hope that this episode served you today. Um, just me being really open and raw and vulnerable, but like a couple of my relationships and things that I experienced, um, yeah, your conscious understanding, like of your emotions and, and why you act the way that you do, like giving it a reason, giving it attention, giving it light, giving it awareness, like that's what's going to bring you peace. Thank you so much for joining me in this space today. And I am sending you so much love.